BBC podcast, where you get to know the people, places, and possibilities behind the global EMDC community. We're glad you are watching or listening. I'm your host, Tim Cowley of Expat Media Pro and Global Creatives Collective. My co-host is the founder of EMDC, Steve Ballman. EMDC is a global community of Jesus followers who have been generally meeting together at a conference venue each year. In 2020, we rolled out an online platform for ongoing training and connecting, and with that, a big growth in serving and connecting more people into our network. Through this podcast, we aim to create community and provide encouragement by talking with communication experts who use their particular expertise to more effectively share the gospel in mainly non-Christian regions. For our fourth EMDC podcast episode, recorded on November 16, 2020, a selection of ministry filmmakers representing International Media Ministries, Youth with a Mission, Create International, Your Vision, and Greater European Missions Gemstone Media have been giving advice and recounting stories. We pick up the conversation as the group explores formal education versus on-the-job training. Wow, what do you what do you tell people, um, especially young people, when they say, "Hey, should I go to college for this?" Yeah, that's a good plan. <laughs> um, you know, I guess I guess my I, I think college is wonderful, but you you have to have a plan to pay for it, and if your plan is to pay for it later, that's that's not a good plan because it can it can take you a long time to make a living in filmmaking. You know. Yeah, and there's that. A lot of agencies don't want you to go with them if you have college debt. So that also can be a roadblock for people. Yeah, you know, we're speaking from this from a Western point of view, actually specifically not just North American, but from a U.S. point of view, because maybe in Canada they don't acquire that much debt from from a U.S. perspective. But what about our two uh, Indian colleagues in here? They might not be looking at it from the same point of view as we are from the debt and college and that kind of a thing. And Abhishek in particular was probably... Uh, learned on the job, so to say. Is that correct, Abhishek? Would you say a person could get himself associated with a team and learn on the job? Definitely. Um, I am I pretty much completely self-taught. There's, there's some things that I learned through the training that Create does itself. Um, but yeah, I mean, like like Steve was talking about earlier, you learn a lot just from doing. And um, we've even had, like, sometimes people come through from Indian, maybe not film school, but like media or multimedia type schools and stuff like that from colleges. And they have a lot less experience sometimes, even than the people who go through our, like, um, six to eight week seminars because um, even though it's a lot of head knowledge it's not always a lot of uh, practical hands-on work um, so I think that especially now with how easy it is to find free resources online just to teach yourself if you wanted to try to get into um, filmmaking without uh, going to college, it's probably easier now than it has ever been. Um, and yeah, as, I mean, speaking from the perspective of somebody who's working in a missions organization, like we are very happy to have people. <laughs> I think most 
most organizations would be very happy to have like a young, eager person who is just ready to soak up knowledge and who is also just passionate about sharing and, uh, the gospel and extending God's kingdom. I'd say um, I remember when I was young, my dad showed me a Reader's Digest and the article was um, do it now because the next five years are going to go by anyway. And, and in the article, it said, you know, the, the author said he had always wanted to play saxophone, but every little while his father would say, well, so did you, did you go to the used secondhand store and buy a sax? I mean, just pick up a, pick up a used sax and, and start taking lessons because in five years you're going to be saying, yeah, someday I want to play saxophone. So I think, um, you know, with today's resources, you can you can record a movie on your phone. Um, uh, DSLRs are so available now, inexpensive. Um, you got a hundred thousand dollar editing suite now in in your computer for you know twenty dollars a month. I mean, what used to be a hundred thousand um, uh, dollar switchboard editing suite now is in software inside your computer or even inside your your phone you can edit and and do color correcting and all these things so the 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 opportunity to do it is right now so um you know don't let another few months go by google you know go to no film school on the internet or you know google um lighting or audio techniques there are so many YouTube videos, probably some 14 And EMDC, and Steve's EMDC. <laughs> that's right. And so, um, yeah, do it now. Because you know, the, now's the time. We've heard already several people say, uh, just get going, you know, do what you can. It's funny because we have an example of that right now here today. Tim took the initiative to get this going. But this is brand new software for us. We just barely got it, you know. We could have waited until we knew what we were doing with a podcast. I'm not, I'm not trying to say we don't know what we're doing, but I mean, uh, you know, it, it's, it's just that we could have spent a lot of time trying to get this a lot better. And I bet you in six months or a year from now or two years, if we're still doing this podcast, it'll look a lot better and sound a lot better. But the point is we can't, if we just wait till we were at that place, it's the same thing with so many things that we've done with the MDC online. <clears throat> we're just barely the team that's running that is just barely ahead of the oncoming train, you know what I mean? Because, but we didn't want to wait till we knew, knew it all about that before we launched, because then you just never, you never take off, you know, so you've got to go and make the mistakes and, and put in the extra hours learning. Yeah. So I, I do appreciate Tim for getting this off the ground because uh, it would have just taken forever if we waited till we had everything just right. You know, it reminds me of uh, a very, yeah, the, the case study for me is a couple months ago, I watched this thing on Amazon called Eco Challenge, where people race around Fiji and their teams. And this is like a 10-day race, uh, completely self-supported. And I thought, wow, that incorporates everything I love, um, except for the no sleep part. But they were using kayaks and climbing and running and, you know, all this kind of crazy stuff that's all outdoors. And then, um, then I realized the winning American team was actually just three hours away and they were looking for volunteers to help film races that they run in Bend, Oregon. So I contacted them and a couple of weeks ago I was able to go and shoot all day long in sub freezing temperatures and I loved every second of it. Um, but it was a, you know, you watch something, you hear something, 
you then start researching and seeing who do you know, who can you find in your area, and can you say, hey, can I come volunteer? Can I help you? Um, you know, I'm not looking to make a lot of money unless you have it, but you know, that's how then you start meeting the people in this game. Then you come to an EMDC and you meet 10 filmmakers and they've all got their own projects and then they know all these people. Your, your corpus is just expanding exponentially and it's through the contacts that we make. That's where our projects come from. That's where our passions can find fulfillment, I think. And I bet Pearl has examples of having a humble beginning at the beginning of their ministry you know i mean people come along now and see look at this fantastic ministry you know and they she's like yeah but you don't remember at the you don't know about the very beginning when we were doing it with you know out of a cardboard box or whatever you know what i mean so uh, pearl if you have any uh wisdom to share on that about how people get started and and uh how it to have a humble and be willing to have a humble beginning that would be great See, when I started, um, I was a missionary in Cambodia in uh, 1997. And, um, you know, media was so uh, new at that time. I was just getting around internet. I got my first email, I think, uh, around that time. And, uh, and I was used to drama. We did a lot of drama and theater and stuff, but uh, filming was very new. And um, when we were first um, with all the lovely equipments that we're doing in the film. I was like, whoa, this is amazing. Um, but then when I got came back to India, it's it was different um, because I had to start from the scratch. So I had to start as a researcher and then um, learn how to handle the camera. But I learned mostly on my own, took a lot of short-term courses. And um, you know, fortunately, I started with very good equipment. <laughs> We had some of the, because I worked with CBN, uh, so we had really lovely equipment and we were kind mm -hmm. of pioneers with the broadcasting in India. But uh, now um, I had to like learn how to do with nothing. <laughs> so we had to give up all the best of the equipments because that's what happens when we on the mission field. Like while I was training uh, some of the teenagers in Africa, we had nothing. So I remember even like putting a microphone on a bamboo stick and, you know, putting all these wires and uh, tapes on it and recording. And there was once I was filming in Nepal, we had no equipment. We couldn't carry a generator up the mountain. So we just use uh, like a sun gun or sometimes we use the camera. I mean, yeah, like a car lights, headlights <laughs> to film. So I think it's just whatever we have we take that and we use at uh, any given point sometimes the budgets allow us to have very good equipments sometimes we don't have budgets so we have to learn how to um, you know play with the instruments so that's where i think training equipping ourselves constantly learning helps so we know how to use equipment and uh, you don't necessarily have to be a camera person uh, if you're a director, but it's good to know a little bit of the camera. It's good to learn a little bit about, uh, you know, of every single area. So as a director or, you know, when you're on the field, suppose you need to do something, you just do it. Um, again, if a person wants to be in a broadcast world, uh, then an education is important. If you want to be a reporter or if you want to be in a journalistic background, if you're going in for mainstream media, yes, education is kind of a must. But then if you um, 
are in a missions field or if you can learn on your own or have your own company, yes, there's constant learning that happens. So you can do short-term uh, courses or even do an online course. I think this pandemic has taught us quite a lot. Uh, I wouldn't have recorded stuff on Zoom and broadcast it. This was not what I was trained, but we did it with absolutely no light. I was a cameraman, I was the editor, <laughs> I recorded everything on the Zoom and the reach was amazing. People responded to our talk show. So yeah, I would say it's um, learn to do with whatever we have. I had nothing but just my camera, my computer camera. I used that and recorded a whole talk show uh, recently. So yes, we have worked with things, we have worked without things, I've worked with the red cameras, I've worked with a small cell phone as well. So it's just what we have at that time. I think learning the composition of shots, learning few of these professional uh, you know, nitty gritties will come a long way, uh, even if we have I wouldn't say substandard equipment, but <laughs> low quality equipment. But understanding some of the techniques really helps a lot. Yeah, one thing I'd like to add to, to that is that, you know, it's important to remember that we don't all have to know how to do everything. You know, the, we have a huge community of people out there that will help, you know. I, I think of over the years, IMM have been involved in so many projects, but they don't do the whole thing. They just do their part, you know what I mean? And, and that's just the beauty of this. And so if if someone's coming along and say, we, I just need help with this aspect, they could just reach out. I'd be willing to, Tim can connect them, I can connect them. You know, if you need help with the script, then Steve could help with that. And someone says, I need someone to shoot just a little bit, then I'll edit later. You know, just get, reach out into a network of commu uh, the community that we have here. And I think people would be willing to do a part of it, and um, and that and that's what reminds me of the story that um, I was sitting in a Zoom room, uh, waiting for the call to start, and people were chatting. Hey, Bob, how's it going? You're in whatever, and and uh, one of the guys said, Yeah, we just finished our 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 great great new film called The Lost Sheep. And I, I kind of listened. I said, this guy doesn't know anything about filmmaking. What is he, you know, he's in a country where he doesn't even have, you know. And uh, I said, so, and I won't mention his name or what country, but I asked him, let's just say Bob. I said, so Bob, tell me more about this. And he goes, oh yeah, we got this great thing. It's so contextualized, it's perfect. And I said, what do you, you don't know anything about this? He goes, oh, we didn't do it. You know, Gemstone came and did it, you know, and I thought, Oh, that's incredible. Of course, then he went on to say that they met at EMDC, but that's not my point. My point is that they had an idea and they had people, but they needed help, you see. And so that's that's one of the things that we can do. Now, Pearl's organization is pretty well developed now to where they can do a lot of it from A to Z themselves, but other people need help along the way. And I just think reach out, for, ask for that for, for the other people in our community, and I think you'd be surprised. We can get it done together. EMDC. Hey, it's me again. You know, when I first got into cross-cultural work overseas, my specific giftings and abilities as a creative made me feel a bit like the odd man out. It seemed like I was the only one who could shoot a good photo or make a video or knew something about marketing. I mean, 
Here I was, by choice, living in an African village that I called home. I didn't have any strategic ideas on how to use media to see our messages more readily received and accessed by nationals, but I knew that if I was feeling this way, surely there were other creatives placed all over the globe that must be feeling a bit like me. Maybe isolated, perhaps creatively stagnating, but desiring to be part of a community of artists who encourage and spur each other on to paint the world around us in beautiful ways with each of our unique skill sets. To produce tangible things the world can see and feel. I found affinity with others who could relate to these feelings at my first EMDC in Thailand. I personally gravitated toward other filmmakers like myself and photographers and social media people, but then got to also know illustrators and graphic designers and podcasters and teachers. Now, several years later, there's an ever-growing network of creatives passionate about Jesus and his work around the world, especially in the hardest to reach places. We use social media and virtual meetups to share ideas and look at each other's projects and talk about job opportunities and make a lot of connections. Need a videographer in Malawi? We can usually find one. Want footage of a specific market in Nepal? We can get that too. Visit globalcreativescollective.media to keep up with our calendar where perhaps your qualifying event could be featured. Post your bio, read updated news about ministry groups and opportunities. Maybe even find like-minded creatives to partner with in projects or, who knows, maybe even in life. Hope to hear from you at globalcreativescollective.media. Oh, and if you like ministry films with a global audience in mind, sign up to participate in our mini-film, mini-preview online film festival April 8th. I'll be partnering with EMDC to showcase recent films made with ministry in mind. So we are in this WhatsApp group and one of uh, uh, the part, uh, you know, persons said he posted a video and uh, asked us for a feedback. So we looked at it and um, I said, send me your script, let me have a look at it. And then I messaged him personally, we worked around the script a little bit and uh, he was really excited. He was working, doing a film on, uh, um, uh, for the Middle Eastern audience. So we were able, I just helped him a little bit to the script and he said, oh, I like that idea. And he went and he read it. Uh, his video stuff and then someone else commented on something else and then he was able to work so it is really cool like that just to get that support from each other and get a little bit of feedback and uh, may, some of them maybe shared like softwares and footage and things like that so yeah Tim could add more to it it's been quite an interesting conversations and uh, collaborations we had in at the group yeah, we've been trying to do uh, uh, something called Global Creatives Collective, where wherever you are, let's just get together and choose a topic and meet on Zoom and chat about it. And if you're looking for somebody in Pakistan who can get some footage from a market scene that you want to put into a film or a promotional piece, well, guess what? We can try to hook you up with somebody who's there now. You don't have to fly somebody over there because there are quality people everywhere. Um, maybe not everywhere, everywhere, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I have a great story, very current, um, where we've got our movies, The Kingdom and The Traveler, and we have a woman who's actually from Syria, uh, a refugee here who's a professional, and she has translated the movies into Arabic, but of course we like to always have them reviewed, and we're trying to find somebody that could review her work, and there's another woman that we met she actually lives in Germany in our same town 
but she comes to EMDC also. And God brought her to mind. And I emailed her and I said, hey, is anyone in your group, you know, could somebody help us with Arabic? And she wrote back and she said, well, I just was talking to our Arabic um, Bible translators. They just told me that things are kind of slow right now. And do I know of anything that they could help with? And, and then she said, oh, and by the way, if we can help you with reviewing the Arabic, can you review a, a script for me, a film script for me? And I said, sure. So God's timing and his orchestration and collaboration is perfect. Yeah, and one of the most important things to remember is this doesn't always work with everybody in the world because a lot of people are trying to establish themselves in the world and they're really trying to aggressively work their resume and they really want their own attention and their own you know, notoriety and they need to make a name for themselves. But within the, the kingdom of Christ, you know, we have this ability to say it's not about me you know it's it's about christ and what can we do for each other and i think that we have the we have the advantage in that regard there that we can share more more openly and more willingly yeah before we get too far this is a great time to ask you guys to tell me what you love about emdc because i want to put together like a little trailer for the beginning of the podcast that kind of is like little clips of what some of us just love about emdc what I love about EMDC is the food at the conferences. Yeah. When we can actually meet. <laughs> yeah. I think the really important thing about EMDC is the community that is created and the connections. Um, and those connections lead to more people knowing about Jesus because more projects happen. I think the best part of the EMDC for me is being with like-minded people. Not everybody really gets what I do, but when you show up at the EMDC, you're surrounded by a loving community of other really crazy people that think making media for missions is not a nutty occupation, but dare I say it, essential. And so for me to show up with that community is like a family reunion. And it's great to be with friends and family uh, in the Lord from all over the world that you know um, will love and support you. Yeah, for me, uh, one thing that I really enjoy um, being at the EMDC conferences is just getting a bigger picture and seeing what else everybody's doing. You know, sometimes out here in the on the field, you can get a lot of tunnel vision, just so focused on a, just the few projects that we're working on. But seeing the big picture um, is super encouraging. I think for me, I like AMDC because I've met so many talented people. I came to know so many things that are happening on ground. You know, so, sometimes we just get so caught up in our own little world. But, um, this was nice to just see what God is doing all over the world through so many people. And on a personal note, I was glad that uh, Steve allowed me to bring my baby uh, when we had a meeting. So he was on me happily snoring when I could attend the classes, so uh, the session. So that was nice. Thank you, Steve. I really love about EMDC that it's such an amazing group of people that people are coming who are looking for media to use in their ministries. And then other people are coming who have the ability to make media or are offering 
films and resources that they can make available. And so it's a really powerful time of connecting with people. Yeah, that really, and that's how we made several connections. And um, yeah, that was, that's important. Yeah, I have a lot to say too, but I think for me, I love EMDC. The networking has been phenomenal. I'm a networker, so I love to be with people. And when I was in the village in Malawi or in Mozambique, I was the only one that could do anything substantial with with visual arts. So it all kind of came down to me. I felt very alone. And so being able to then be with other people who uh, iron sharpens iron, and that's just been, been awesome. Um, as we wrap up, uh, I want to go another like maybe 10 minutes or so, but I'd like to hear something about your projects. What are you currently working on right now? In spite of uh, restrictions this year, we've gotten more done than maybe ever. Um, we had a lot of, uh, we had a project that came through community, um, the Heritage Project for North Africa. Um, and we were able to finalize post-production by being more restricted than normal. And so that was great in English, but we were able to create a translation package. And um, we um, just skirted a lot of closures and managed to get three more languages recorded in the last couple of months. Um, so that's a new presenter for each story about our Christian history from North Africa. So there's some really amazing stories that I didn't know that are actually part of our Christian heritage, but they're also part of the heritage of people who um, have been given the message that maybe they've only ever been Islamic. So it's been a really exciting docudrama. Um, biggest thing you ever did. I don't know if anybody can say the hardest thing you ever did, best thing you ever did, scariest thing you ever did. Um, and so God has been very faithful in over four years. And thinking about the discussion earlier, you put a budget together that's, you know, maybe at this level. And then uh, creativity brings you, when you, your money doesn't go this far, creativity brings you up and gives you ways to think about your stories in new ways and do more things like uh, the bamboo stick that Pearl was talking about. So it's really exciting to see how God is faithful over the long haul of projects. I know you guys can all tell stories like that. And, and the partnerships, we ended up with people from like 30 different places involved, different nationalities involved. So it's really cool. And, and for you at IMM, uh, what kinds of personnel needs do you have at the moment? Is there anything, how would people get in touch with you? Yeah, we are really in need of more production personnel at the moment. Uh, we also take marketing and operations and things, and we take uh, people who are interested in being able to come to Spain as a missions worker, and we work with people virtually who want to be part of our team from long distance. So um, editors would be great right now. Social media people would be great right now. Um, just always networking um, with people all over the world, really, and making things happen to share Jesus. Great, thank you. Who else has a project going on? Well, you know, as you guys know, it's um, it's a lot easier to uh, shoot the movie than it is to edit, and we've so we've had a backlog of about four different projects that uh, seem to have languished in post production, and um, we started the year with four and. Uh, we're hoping to end the year with at least two of those being completed. 
Lord willing, three. It's I think it's possible we might finish the year having three of these. We just finished one, um, a movie that we made for the Temne people of Sierra Leone. We are also delivering that in, in Mende and Creole. Uh, so that's three major languages that are spoken there in Sierra Leone. And that's uh, that's being released as we speak. We, we've got one of our crew members there out in the Pacific Northwest that is, as, as of and probably right now, driving that flash drive down to a couple that are going to get on a plane and, and fly to Freetown. And that uh, flash drive will be the... Um, you know, the delivery of the film that will then get distributed there. And, uh, you know, the next year we're, you know, we're all of our plans have been largely scuttled. I don't know. It's like, it's like for some reason there's nobody wants to make plans anymore. It's, it's odd. I, I, I hope that, I hope that changes, but um, we are sort of holding out hope to return to India um, later in the year to run our seminar again and roam around the Himalayas and make a movie. That's um, that's a top secret plan. So let's burn this podcast. <laughs> well, I'll just say we've got a, a variety of things going um, at, here in Germany um, with Gemstone Media. And one of them, we talked about the Kingdom movie, which you can actually find on thekingdomfilm.com or the Traveler movie, which is thetravelerfilm.com. And from there, you can download free the free movies, the free discussion guides, posters, flyers, everything for free. And we have them in a variety of languages so far. Um, and so we're also creating some material now to help people understand more how to use these movies. Um, not just, here's a movie, here's the link, but actually, how do I invite people? How do I engage into in gospel conversations? After I watch a movie with somebody, what do I say? You know, and so we're working on that. We're also working on a series of short films, four to five minute nonverbal films um, on different themes that can be used by anybody. And also with kind of springboards into the gospel message and our next feature film, where we're, we're dealing with hopelessness and depression um, and suicide even. So it's a very tough topic, but Jim's writing the script for that right now. But we're gemstone-media.com. And so you can check out our website. And uh, we could really use social media help. We have yes. so much to share and so little time. <laughs> so that's a, a big need for us right now is to just have people help us with that. So that would be awesome. And um, yeah. Denise, can you share your web address or some way to contact you? Yes, we are International Media Ministries. So imm.edu, like education. Um, and you can get in touch. You can see different kinds of ways to get involved there. Um, our projects are actually on Vimeo slash IMMEDU. So there's a lot of pieces out there that are free to use on social media. Great. And Steve, I don't think you gave us a web address or anything. No, that's Steve, right. Uh, yeah. Um, CreateMobile.org. You can get a lot of information about our previous projects as well as uh, uh, upcoming uh, training programs there. CreateMobile.org. Dot org. I think it's easy. 
Pearl, I follow you on Instagram and I, I see some, uh, it seems like you're doing a lot uh, with some pretty high level uh, circles. What, what are you working on these days? Well, we just finished our um, story for um, TBN. Uh, we're doing a story on the migrant workers. So we just finished that. And um, I think they're doing the post. We did all the filming here. Uh, then we did the language versions, two language uh, versions for uh, Global Leaders Summit uh, for India. So we were able to do in Telugu and in uh, Kannada. And um, we finished recording for our next short film. So we did the audio, uh, audio is done. We were going to do the film, but uh, still waiting for clearance because some of our crew had COVID. So we are like, oh, let's wait. <laughs> so yeah, that's something we'd be working on. But besides that, there's a lot of live um, programs that we are doing, webinars and um, just talking about different topics for children. And then the talk show, uh, we were able to interview a lot of people from the secular field. Um, talking about vulnerable children. So yes, it's been exciting. Business-wise, it's been a little low uh, in terms of money, making money, but uh, products, we made a lot of products it, and it's reached a lot of people. Our film that we released last year, uh, it's reached so many uh, right now. People have taken it, made it an open source, so they're using it all over the place. So yes, if we have a tool, uh, like you said, there's so much to share and people are willing to take and use it. And do you have a web address where people can find you? Yes, you can look us up at uh, Your Vision Communications. Our YouTube channel has uh, most of the videos, so you can watch at Your Vision Communications. Or How do you spell that? You are and Vision, V-I-S-I-O-N, mm -hmm. Communications. Or you can also catch us on Facebook. We are on uh, upnow, A-P-N-A-O, upnow.org. Uh, that is our uh, humanitarian work, but we do a lot of media uh, work on Upnow as well. Abhishek, how about you? Um, well, like Steve, we, we have a lot of uh, projects in post-production here on our, on our team also. I'm working on editing two movies and in finalization of one film um, for two different people groups in India, one um, from North India in Jammu and another from South India. Uh, wait. Yeah. Yeah, South India. Um, and then, yeah, working on some other projects, doing a little bit of animation work for... Um, for a friend, we're trying to make uh, kind of do the Bible stories in a in a contextual way, using uh, traditional Indian art forms and um, and trying to present it in a way that's like super, uh, very easily digestible for people, especially from a Hindu background. Um, and yeah, uh, hopefully um, we can get the two short films that I'm working editing done by this, by the end of this year. But yeah, sometimes post-production can be a drag. So. Yes, we know that. That's for sure. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm noticing a theme here, by the way, Tim. I notice a theme that because of the present situation in the world, people are doing the things they don't want to do, right? So they don't that they always push off, right? So Jim and Sarah would be love to make a new movie out there and everything, and but no, you got to go do the stuff that finishes up each project. And I, and I, and that's just that's just the way that it is sometimes. And maybe this circumstances will just tidy up the things we need to instead of doing all the the fun stuff that we want to be doing. And we, we're finding that to be true for ourselves. And EMBC, it's not, it's, the fun is getting together, right? So, but this situation forced us to come up with a new means to get together like this and like online and the blog and that kind of a thing. So we're, we're going with it. I want to encourage everybody to keep, make sure you keep pushing into those minority languages, giving people a way to, you know, identify with the project, own the project. It's it's just great. It's great what you do. It's great the, the ministries that you have, giving people, empowering people to tell their story in their place. That is really what is this is about. Thanks, guys. Yes, I agree. Uh, let's keep on doing what we're doing. Keep on pulling other people into this exciting yet sometimes lonely field. Uh, so I just want to thank you all for joining us today for this first podcast, the first real podcast. The last time it was just Steve and I talking and that that went really well, but it was just the two of us and it's so much more fun with all of you guys in different places of the world. So I just want to say thank you. God bless you all. You're welcome. Thanks everybody. Thank you. Yeah. Bye thank for you. Now. See you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the EMDC podcast. Feel free to share it in public forums with those you think will find interest in our topics. If you have any comments, do reach out by emailing podcast at emdc.live. Head over to emdc.info to learn about our upcoming online trainings, read our blog, find resources, or learn about our physical conferences. Original theme music is created by our very own Schwartz Gray Band.